Do you think you're more vulnerable when you're asleep? Totally more vulnerable because you're unconscious. Much more vulnerable. So sharing that vulnerability with someone is special? I think so. Well, we fell asleep together before we ever were intimate in other ways. <laughs> and that was, I think, showed real trust from both of us and an openness and an intimacy. It was very special. I always remember the first night we slept together. Like, sleeping. <laughs> the first night. I will always remember. <laughs> I will always remember the first night we fell asleep together. Welcome to Sleep Talker. The podcast about sleep. <gasps> dreams. Oh, <laughs> Nightmares and what happens in your head after dark. Can I get the light because I'm holding a microphone? <laughs> I'm done for the day, but Mandalay's on the phone to her sister. Which means that I'm not done for the day. I've got to sit around and wait till Mandalay wants to go to bed. But it's like one of those arguments that you can't win. Because you'll be like, oh, I want to go to bed. But then you, it'll be like, um, well, then why don't you just go to bed? Because I can't. I'll just get woken up again. What are you saying? You don't want me to talk to my sister? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I'm tired. You know, that sort of thing. Um, hang on, I'm going to put this down. Mandalay is off the phone. Hopefully, it's time for bed. She's still downstairs, but I don't know what she's doing. When you share a bed with someone, compromise is a big part of getting to sleep. Hey. Are you ready for bed? Um, Sorry? Almost. What else do you have to do? Um, I was just going to mop the floor. What time's the house inspection tomorrow? Ten. Could we mop tomorrow morning then? Um, I'll just be wet, that's all, when they get here. It won't take me long. Take me five minutes. Mandalay? Yeah. You ready for bed?
that is the sound of a shower. So, just another. few minutes and then hopefully bed. thoughts on sharing a bed um i guess it's if you think about it too much it's kind of a strange thing to do because this is probably the most amount of time that we spend together just like together on our own probably spend more time together unconscious than we do conscious which is a strange thought and I guess that means that it's quite an intimate thing to do as well. Um, What's the worst thing about sharing a bed with someone? Specifically me. <laughs> uh, you, I think that we have different body temperatures. So the compromises over sheets and blankets and snuggling as well. Because well, I think I'm a lot... I get hotter than you do. And so, um, you know, you're quite willing to snuggle a lot more than I am. And I, I'm just like, get off me. <laughs> I'm so hot right now. So sweaty. And you just like curled around and that I like snuggling, but I'm so hot. I think I'm going to pass out. Yeah. Sleeping next to someone. I think it's a lot of compromise. I know a lot of couples that don't sleep together and have diff- separate bedrooms. Um, Who? Who do you know that's a couple that live together but don't sleep together? Eric and his partner. But that's because they're in an open relationship and they have other people come home. Mm, apparently not. Apparently that's not the reason. Oh, wait, you're not right. Don't. But they're old. <laughs> I think we have this romantic notion that, you know, a relationship is all about sharing a house and a bed and you're building this life together when there's so many different types of relationships and those sometimes those ideals don't work for some relationships and don't work for some people and what's the point of them if it means that you can't be together at all and if you know, not sharing a bed means that you can be in a relationship with someone and have a successful, happy relationship, then I don't think that it I don't think that it is necessarily an integral part of a relationship. What's it like when I go away? I can't sleep when you're not here. I don't know whether well, I guess we've been sleeping next to one another constantly for the last four or five years. And then before that, at least like part of the time sleeping with one another or sleeping next to one another. And when you're not here, I can't sleep. It's awful. I just, I lay, I'm really restless and 
it's just like there's something wrong or there's something missing or I haven't done something. I get scared as well. I used to get night terrors when I was a child and I used to also have insomnia. So I think a lot of those things come back when you're not here. I think having someone sleeping next to you induces sleep as well, makes you feel sleepy and when someone yawns, you yawn. Um, but the reverse of that is is that when I can't get to sleep and you're asleep, that makes it worse sometimes. That makes me feel like, oh, my God, he's asleep. Why can't I sleep? What's wrong with me? Why am I sleeping? Am I, am I going to get insomnia again? You know, and then I get really nervous because I don't want to move very much because I might wake you up. So then I start thinking about not moving my body and like trying to keep as still as I possibly can so as not to wake you up. Um, cause you know, some nights I'm up with endometriosis pain and I don't want to wake you and disturb you, but at the same time I have to get medication and get a heat blanket and I can't sleep and it's lonely. Those hours are really lonely laying next to you and you're asleep and I'm awake and it's almost more lonely than just being on my own probably sounds really odd no it makes sense um oh yeah so what do you do when i'm away to go to sleep um i often leave a light on i will let the cats up here (laughs) eve usually sleeps on the bed or whiskey i know but they're really good when it's just like when it's just me um But it's usually a really restless night's sleep. And the worst, I find, worse than that is when I know you're coming home really late. So if you've been out till, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or something and I know you're coming home, I can't sleep till then. I would just, I think, because I just know I'm going to wake up anyway. So I won't, I just lay here waiting for you to come home. Um... So you never make a substitute for me? Make a substitute, like a pillow? Yeah. Mm, not really. That That's kind of weird, isn't it? I don't think so. That's what I do when you go away. I'll get like, there's four pillows in the bed and I only need <laughs> one pillow. And so I'll just like put a pillow where you sleep and then it's there. I do remember when we were younger and more romantic that we would, when I used to go back to my parents' place for visiting for holidays, um, that we would call each other and talk before we went to bed, or in bed we would talk, and I would tell you which way I was facing, and then you would face that way so that we could be spooning, imaginary spooning. Wasn't I romantic? <laughs> you were so, very romantic. <laughs> what happened? What changed? <laughs> Eight years of sleeping next to one another. Because <laughs> um, I couldn't stand having stuff in bed with me when I was growing up. But you know what's funny about how you said like sleeping next to someone makes you want to go to sleep? Mm. When I was in, like, year 11 or something, 
it was the first season of Big Brother and they thought it was really cool and everything. And there was like the late, late, late night Big Brother. Hey, live around the country, this is Big Brother. Up where late. it was just like pictures of them sleeping mostly. They were like to there, they just had cameras yeah, watching these I people. It would be like black and white. It'd be like the red camera, infrared cameras. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like infrared cameras. And I'd always be really disappointed if they were up doing a challenge or talking to each other or something. According to Anuska, her and Vincent are going to stay up and watch the sun come up. That'll be fun to watch, wouldn't it? Because I'd prefer it if they were just sleeping and I had, like, company in the room, just people sleeping on a TV. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. That's that's a really... Because that's not <laughs> going to be... That's exactly what you said, though. It's like yawning. It's contagious. Sleep's contagious. Yeah, I guess. But seeking it out in that way is... is that's interesting. I've never... I don't... I never did that. I had, a, like, a Walkman. There's only Walkman. Is that what they were, the tape players? And I taped these CDs back to back. So one was, like, Dido and one was Coldplay. And I knew how much of the albums I would get through before I would fall asleep. And it was almost became like, that was my trigger. And that was the only way I could fall asleep was when I got to, you know, I'd get through all of Coldplay and then I would have like five songs into <laughs> Dido and that's when I would fall asleep. I like to watch you sleep at night. But that I think was part of the problem. Um, was that I became dependent on that happening and if that didn't, if I wasn't able to listen to them or, you know, I would start to get nervous when I got to that point if I wasn't feeling sleepy because that was my trigger. When I asked you what the worst thing was that I was about sleeping with someone else, I thought you were going to say that it was me getting up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet or me getting up first in the morning. You're really annoying in the morning. Like you, oh man, because we're not getting up at the same, well, because I don't have to get up at the same time as you at the moment, I'm probably more inclined to go to sleep later. I'm not so bothered about. And that's what I've been annoyed about tonight. And that's what I was saying before when you weren't here is that it's all about compromise when you sleep with someone else because I can't go to sleep until you go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you live with someone, when you sleep and when you don't sleep is totally dictated by that other person, um, what their sleep patterns are like. And I've got good friends who one of them works night shift and the other one has a day job and their lives are in some way totally dictated by when the partner who works night shift needs to sleep during the day. Um, and it, it's really hard for them. It's to, it's, it becomes completely about compromise and working together and rather, you know, it's such a pressure on a relationship, that sleep, that kind of, you know disruption to that sleep and that different sleep patterns that they have um but yes i would say that that i'm probably more of a night owl i guess like i'm happy to stay up 
later and I could right now go and work for an hour or two, sit at the computer and go and work for an hour or two. But yes, you are so annoying in the morning. You get up and you... I think the worst part is when you start singing in the shower. Singing your little songs. And because you don't just like leave it in the shower, you bring it in here and I'm sleeping and you come in here and you're singing your little like songs about me or about the day or about the cat or something. <laughs> it's just like, they're really cute, but I'm just like, shut up, like please, please be quiet. You're driving me mad. But I don't want to say that because I don't want to, you know, break your, your singing spirit. And you're happy and you're cheery and being awake in the morning is never fun. And, but God, that's so annoying. Well, it was annoying tonight that you were doing all that stuff. Yeah. Do you feel that you're a, um, a night person or a morning person? Morning, I guess. I think I used to be a night person, but I think I've switched to mornings now that... I've exited puberty. I think yeah. everyone adds them when they're a teenager is yeah. like a night person and yeah. just stays up till yeah. the early hours of the morning. But when you get a little bit older, you wake up earlier. But I, like, I was going to say, I could be doing radio now. <laughs> I'm doing radio. But it depends on what you're doing, I guess. Yeah. I only have to get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. And if I had, if I had six months of not having to get up early every morning, I probably wouldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd probably start work at ten. And I find getting up earlier in the morning, I am much more productive. So I would like to get up earlier in the morning. It's just that I'm in a pattern at the moment of going to bed late, and I feel that when we go camping, that kind of resets my system, and I go to bed obviously a lot earlier because you go down, you go to sleep and the sun goes down almost. Um, so I feel that when we get back from camping, we kind of reset and we're going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. But after a few weeks, I'm back to being up late, getting up late. Apparently it's got to do with looking at screens before you go to bed too. Yeah. Which is really difficult being a designer. I spend a lot of my time with screens. So it's hard to get away from them. The last thing that I usually do before I go to bed is check what alarm I've got set on my phone. No, the last thing you do is go through all your social media and that bugs me so much. You do too though. No, but I only do it because you're doing it and because I'm like, let's go to bed and you're just, you spend like 10 minutes going through social media and sometimes you even like get all those videos up and show me all those videos just before we're about to go to bed (laughs) you're like oh let's go to bed my eyes are dim i need to go to sleep and then you get the phone out and you're looking through well that's because you take so long to get to bed because i'm bloody waiting for you to finish potting about the house because you say you can't sleep until you've done all that shit and makes you upset and then I get into upset. bed and I'm trying to stay awake because if I, do, if I go to sleep before you get here, you'll wake me up. And then so I start looking at videos to try and distract my mind from going to sleep. Well, if you did a quick whip round, 
before you went to bed. What is that? What is a quick whip round? What? There's no such thing as a quick whip round. If it was a quick whip round, it would be like putting me grabbing my clothes and stuff and chucking it in the cupboard. It wouldn't be. I would love that. Could you do that? Well, the only things that are there is my jeans that I have to wear tomorrow anyway. It's just, it's just like you do like a spread. You just spread and you never like clean it up. And so I end up just going around and picking all your stuff up and putting it back in its place. But why? Because I've just got to pick it up again tomorrow and take it to work and then come home again. Why do I have to put it in a designated place? Or why can't the place that I put it be the designated place? Because it's always in like an unsightly area. It's destroying my feng shui. (laughs) Oh, God. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was, remember when we were in our early 20s and we would stay up to like 4 a.m. watching movies or TV and then we would sleep till like 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, that was good. I used to do that all the time. And we used to sleep in that single bed at your parents' house together. You loved it because you were just, like, so snuggly. That was good. Yeah, that was a good time. Except it was bad for watching movies. I think that was the first time we watched Fight Club, actually. Let me tell you a little bit about Tyler Durden. Tyler was a night person. While the rest of us were sleeping, he worked. First time you watched Fight Club. (laughs) True. Have you got enough material? Yep, but I'm going to record tomorrow morning so people know what you mean when you say my singing, but I'm probably not going to do it, so... Why aren't you going to sing? You you love singing. I don't know what you're talking about. You do know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Do you want me to do some of your songs? No. All right, well, okay. I love you. This episode of Sleep Talker was produced by Michael Bryden. A big thank you to Michael and his girlfriend Mandalee for sharing their bed with us tonight. Michael co-hosts All the Best, a narrative storytelling radio show and podcast. To hear more of Michael's work, head to allthebestradio.com or mwbryden.com. Sleep Talker and All the Best are getting in bed together for a crossover episode next week. I'll post a link at Facebook dot com slash sleep talker podcast and at sleep talker podcast dot com that's also where you can listen to past episodes and find out how you can share your own sleep stories on the show i'm now on twitter as well at sleep talker pod and i'd love to hear from you who do you share a bed with what have you been dreaming about what happens in your head after dark let me know My details are at sleeptalkerpodcast.com. I'm Beck Fari, and I'll be asleep in your headphones again soon. To subscribe, search Sleep Talker in iTunes. Thanks for listening. Good night.